0: Welcome to Premier Iglesia's weekly podcast from Houston, Texas. We hope you enjoy our English pastor, John Ryan Cantu's Sunday morning message. And, uh, this morning, uh, well today, uh, I have a, a message that uh, as I was beginning to, to read the scripture when Pastor Ryan told me if I could preach, um, I, I went back to, to the gospel of, of Mark and I started reading this story that I want to share with you today. It's one of those, uh, one of those my favorite stories about uh, the life of Peter. So, uh, some of the events that happened to Peter as he was following Christ, and uh, some of the events that took place in his life, in his ministry, and how God, how Jesus uh, was working in the life of Peter, and, and all the plans that that God had for Peter. And I think that the word that, has, that God has f- for us today, um, I think through the story, there's something for each and every one today. So I'm hoping that uh, everybody will be blessed, will receive the word of God this morning. So I'm going to invite you to uh, open your Bibles in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 16. And we're going to begin to read on verse number 1. Mark 16, we're going to start on verse number 1. You can say amen when you find it. Mark 16, we're going to start on verse number one. This is what the Word of God says. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome bought sp- spices so that they might come and anoint him. Very early in the morning, uh, on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen. They were saying to one another, who will roll away this stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? Looking up, they saw the stone had been rolled away, although it was extremely large. Entering the the tomb, they saw a young man sitting at the right, wearing a white robe, and they were amazed. And he said to them, do not be amazed, you are looking for Jesus the Nazarene. Who has been crucified, he has risen, he is not here. Behold, here is the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples, and Peter, he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. They went out and fled from the tomb, for trembling and astonishment had gripped them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. And I want you to, I want to read this again on verse number 7. Look at what the angel says to, the, to this woman. But go, tell his disciples and Peter. He makes a special mention of the name of Peter. Would you pray with me as we begin to um, study God's word? Heavenly Father, we thank you once again. Thank you for allowing us to come to worship you today. We're glad to be here. We're expecting uh, to hear your voice. Uh, We pray that whatever we say, any any word that comes out of my mouth will be uh, anointing that will come from you. I pray that you will be the one who takes all the glory and all the honor today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Um, it was interesting when I first noticed that, you know, how how this angel made a special uh, mention of the name of Peter. He said, "Make sure you tell all the disciples, and especially Peter, make sure you tell him. Make sure he knows what has happened." And I want to begin by telling you uh, a story, some of history of baseball, Pastor. You might like this one. On September twenty-three. 1908, while playing for the New York Giants in a game against Chicago Cubs, There was a young player. He was 19 years old. His name was Fred Merkel. He committed a running, uh, a base running error, and uh, because of what he did, he he became known as the as a, the Bonehead. They gave him the nickname Bone Bonehead. So the story says that in the bottom of the ninth. So picture this. In the, model, in the bottom of the ninth, if you're not baseball, I'm going to teach you a little bit. In the bottom of the ninth, this young player, Fred Merkle, he said that he came out to bat. Okay, so the score is tied, 1-1, bottom of the ninth. The Giants are, are batting. So what happened is this uh, young player, he came to bat. He hit a single. So there was a runner on first. With this single, this runner from first, he went all the way to third. Okay, so Merkel was on first, another runner on third. Still bottom of the ninth. Everything was tied to one. The next player comes to bat. He hits another single. So the guy from third, he scored. The guy who hit the single, he went to first. Fred Merkel, he was on second. He went, he ran to, towards second, but he never touched the second base. He, got, he only went halfway. So halfway, you know, he said, okay, we won the game. So he started running to the clubhouse, and everybody was celebrating. We're winning. We're, we're winning the title. It was a title for the National League. But uh, what happened is that one of the players from the Cubs, he noticed that this player never touched second base. So he runs. He gets the ball somehow. He gets the attention from the, one of the empires. He said he never touched the base. He goes, he steps on second base, so they call him out. So the game is still tied. They never won, and unfortunately, because all the celebration and uh, uh, they were unable to resume the game, they had to cancel that game for that day. They came back uh, a few days later to uh, to break this tie, to for a rematch. And guess who won that game? The Chicago Cubs. They lost. They had it so close. But Because one simple mistake, everything was lost. And uh, I was thinking uh, this story, and uh, I was imagining, you know, how this young player must have felt. He was only nineteen years old. You know, a simple mistake. He probably felt, you know, I don't know, disappointed. Um, I don't know how the crowd took it, the fans, you know, the teammates. But I can guarantee you that if he had. Um, some sort of reset button, he would have pushed that right away. And he would have done things differently. He would have done things right. So the title of this message that I I choose was Reset. Because, uh, you, you know, just like this young player who committed this mistake, you know, he never, I don't think he ever imagined that that would have happened to him, but he committed this mistake. And I'm sure that he if he would have, have this reset button, he would have hit it, he would have done it again, and he would have done it right. And uh, how many of us, you know, we would like to have that reset button that we can just press and say, you know, I I didn't do this right, let me do it again, and this time, I'm going to make it right. You know, how many of us would like to hit that reset button right now and go back and start the weekend again, right? It's hard, and it's difficult. when when we have to face the consequences of our own mistakes it would be nice if we can have that reset button to push it especially when we make mistakes in our lives you know many times we find ourselves saying why did i do that or why did i say that why didn't i do that you know i, I wish i could go back i wish i could hit reset and do it again i would do it right this time and for peter it was a bitter in a dark situation that he would allow he would to put behind him. And I'm sure Peter would give anything if he could have that reset button to press and go back and do things right. And if you know the story, you will remember that uh, what had just happened, you know, not too long. And I'm sure uh, you know the story, the Apostle Peter, he, he did something that he, has prom- he had promised he would never do. On the book of Mark, chapter 14, verse 27. Right after the last supper, Jesus said to them, You will all fall away because it is written, I will strike down the shepherd and the sheep shall be scattered. But Peter said to him, Even though all may fall away, yet I will not. He went on to say, Even if I have to die, Jesus, even if I have to give my life, I will never, ever deny you. He sounded very, very convinced. But Jesus immediately told Peter, Truly I say to you, Peter, that this very night, before the rooster crows twice, you yourself will deny me, not one, not twice, but three times. And I think that the first mistake that Peter made was... uh, Well, actually the second mistake, because his first mistake was to speak too soon. He was one of those guys, right? He liked to speak... Pretty quick, but one of the mistakes that Peter made that I think uh, is that he was—he uh, thought that this—this this is something that it would never happen to him. You know, he—he he thought, you know, I would never deny Jesus. You know, denying Jesus—why would I do that? Not a chance. You know, I know Jesus; he's my friend. I know who he is. I've been with him, you know, for over three years. Why would I ever deny Jesus? And uh, I think that the, his mistake was that he really thought that, you know, that would never happen to me. Peter thought, why would I ever deny Jesus? And the truth is that nobody is exempt from, from sin. Nobody is exempt from mistakes. You can think of the most horrifying situation, the darkness, the darkness sins that you can think of. And we might say to ourselves, that would never happen to me. I would never do that. And you can think of all those horrible sins or or the most darkness situations. Like you can say, committing adultery, I I would never do that. That would never happen to me. Pornography, not a chance. I would never have a problem with with anything like that. Homosexuality, not a chance. You know, and it's a... it's a dangerous situation to be in, to think that we are un- in- invincible, to think that something like that could never happen to us. Just like Peter. He said, I would never deny Jesus. That would never happen to me. I would not ever do that. And I want to point out some of the things that happened as as uh, these this events took place. What happened to Peter? Why did Peter actually deny Jesus? What, what was happening? And, uh, I don't want you to misunderstand me, church. I, I am not saying that we cannot live victoriously above willful sin. In fact, the word of God says that he's able to keep us from falling blameless in the presence of God. But what I am saying is that we should never forget that we need to be close to Jesus every single day of our lives. We, can, uh, we can't do it alone. And we shouldn't do it. Jesus said that he will be with us Every single step of our of our lives. And I want to mention something else that happened before uh, Peter denied Jesus. The Word of God says that after they had arrested Jesus, they brought him to the house of the high priest. And I want you to pay attention uh, to this verse. Uh, chapter 22 and verse 54. Listen to what it says. Having arrested him, they led him away and brought him to the house of the high priest. But Peter was following at a distance did you get that peter was following jesus at a distance he was a little bit far he was not close to jesus he was still faithful he was trying he was still trying to be loyal but at a distance far away from jesus peter was trying to be peter, peter was trying to follow jesus but he was following at a distance how many people are following Jesus or at least trying to follow Jesus Jesus at a distance, far from him. Not too close, but not too far, because we still want to benefit from the blessings of God, right? We want to follow Jesus, but we want to be not too close, but not too far away, because we want to be able to to come to Jesus when we need him, but when we don't need him, You know, I'm going to be over here. Jesus, you can stay over there. I'm over here. I'm good right here. I can follow you from all the way over here. And let me tell you something, church. That's not going to work. It didn't work out for Peter. He was trying to follow Jesus from a distance. And it didn't work out very well for him. It went and actually went pretty bad for him. And uh, as Peter was trying to see what was happening to Jesus the Word of God says that he was trying to be loyal. He was trying to follow him, but from a distance. And Peter thought that he could still follow him, but it didn't work out for him. And the story says that when Peter was sitting close to the fire in the middle of the courtyard, a servant girl recognized him. About uh, He saw something in Peter, and he said, this man was with him too. And Peter, that was the first time that Peter denied Jesus. And then Peter denied Jesus the second time. And then before Peter denied Jesus the third time, someone actually says to Peter, Surely you are one of them, for even the way you talk gives you away. And this is something that was interesting to me, because uh, sometimes uh, I've seen this. uh, I've been in in a couple of different churches, um, in the church that I was saved, uh, not too far from here. And then we, when we moved to Ohio to, to study, so I can study at uh, in the college, Christian College, we went to uh, different churches. It was required for me that I had to attend uh, church and uh, had a ministry. I had to serve in some area of the church. And I saw this uh, a couple of times that you know people come to church and they get, uh, or they give them the titles of a Christian of a brother. Without actually giving their lives to Jesus, and I saw this uh, one of our churches. Uh, you know, uh, people will come and they start to call me, hey, Hermano, cómo está, ¿Cómo está and they start talking like a Christian. They start behaving like one, and uh, but the problem is that they don't have a strong relationship with Jesus. They haven't actually committed themselves to Jesus, and when the, diff- situ- the difficult situations come to life. It's hard for them because there's no uh, strong foundation for them. Just like Peter, he was trying to follow Jesus from a distance, but that didn't work out for him. And just in uh, the same way, if you try to follow Jesus from a distance, you don't have a strong relationship with him. When those hard situations come to life, when temptation hits you, it's going to be very hard for you to resist that temptation. And what I'm trying to say this more uh, to church is that I think uh, this happens in some of the churches, not this church, and other churches, right? Not here. But what I'm trying to say that, uh, you know, the problem is that when, when those situations comes, there, there is no commitment. We haven't really fully surrendered to God, so it's hard. And that, what, that's what happened to Peter. He denied him because he was trying to follow Jesus from a long distance. Long distance relationships they never work right so jesus he doesn't want us he doesn't want just part of us he doesn't want just half of our lives he wants everything from us he wants he wants us to surrender completely he wants a full surrender from all of us he wants to have everything that you have he wants you to give everything to Jesus because if we only try to give him your partially of our lives, that's not gonna work because God has says you either hot or you're cold, you're either in or are you out, you can't stay in the middle. In fact, Jesus doesn't like that at all. He wants to make sure that we have fully surrendered to God. And that's what I'm trying to tell you this morning church that if you, like Peter, feel that you have been following Jesus from a distance, you know, you've been having a hard time trying to uh, stay uh, committed or trying to follow Jesus, be, uh, and you just can't do it. And I, I think because is that you haven't, you know, made that commitment, you haven't fully surrendered to God, you haven't given God the entirety of you. So that is why we need to walk close to Jesus. That's why the letter of John, he says that if we walk in all of the light that we have, he said that he is faithful and his blood will cleanse us. We need the cleansing of the blood of Jesus every single day. I'm not saying that we're never going to make mistakes, but the promise of God is that when we live in all of the light that God has given us, If we stay faithful to that, God and and the blood of Jesus will continue to cleanse us every day. And because we don't want to go back to our same mistakes, we want to do better every single day. And the goal for all of us as Christians is to be like Jesus. Every single day, more like Jesus. And although Peter had denied Jesus, it wasn't the end for him. Jesus had more plans for Peter. He was not going to quit on Peter in fact god uh, jesus made him a promise when when jesus told them you know this is this is what's going to happen to me but i'm going to defeat death and on the third day i'm going to i'm going to come and i'm going to meet you guys at the sea of galilee go to the sea of galilee and and i'm going to be there and i think that you know peter was going through a difficult situation as you can imagine peter you know trying to Overcome that that the, the thought on his head, you know, saying Jesus, you, you deny Jesus. Why, why would you do that? The enemy was trying to defeat him, and I think one of the reasons that Peter, you know, he went back to fishing. He said that after the, this had happened, Peter went back to fishing, and some of his disciples decided decided to follow him. And I think that the the reason that he decided to go back to the same place. Where everything has started It He wanted He was looking for hope He was hoping to see his savior His friend again In that place And I, and I want to tell you church this morning that Jesus will meet you again And for Peter it was a very special situation Because he went back To the same place To the same spot Where Jesus had found in him In the first time So this is something that, you know, it's amazing to me how God uh, or how Jesus works in our lives. Jesus was not giving up on Peter. He, he will not give up on him because Jesus had greater plans for Peter. And I think that for all of us, Jesus always had greater plans for us. So he's not going to quit on us. He will never quit on us. And he's going to meet us wherever he has to so that he can give us that second chance. And I think for Peter, this was his second chance. Right there, when he was, uh, the, the story goes on to say that Peter went back to fishing. And uh, they fish or they tried to fish the whole night. They didn't catch nothing. And then uh, Jesus appeared on the shore, and he tells them, you know, you need to cast your nets on the other side, and you will catch fish. And they did it. And I think Peter is thinking, and you know, he said, this happened before. I remember this. So he, he did it, and, and they did it, and they, they catch um, m- more than they could handle. And then when they realize, when they finally realize, when John t- tells Peter, says, Peter, that's Jesus, the master. I think that Peter, he couldn't contain himself. He began to swim to the shore because he wanted to see his friend again. And he, really, he was really desperate. You know, to hit that reset button and say, Jesus, I want to start all over again. And this time, I want to make it right. And if you know uh, all all the amazing things that Jesus did in the life of Peter, you know, even Jesus himself, he said, you guys, you're going to do greater greater things than me. And they did, Peter, on his first sermon, you know, 3,000 people. They gave their lives to God. Jesus didn't do that. He said, you guys are going to do greater things because I'm going to give you a helper. He's going to guide you. He's going to be with you through the end. And uh, I want to close out with, close with this uh, church. I just want to let you know that you know, God will never quit on us. He will be always faithful. And I just want to say uh, this morning when Pastor I was saying that we re- live in very difficult times, there is no time to lose. Seriously, there is no time to waste. We, we can't be spending time playing a Christian life. We either are committed to Christ or we're not. We can't stay in the middle. We have to make that decision. And uh, if you try to, to follow Jesus from a distance on, with your own strength, on your own terms, it's not going to work out for you. And uh, if you can take anything from this story... I wish that you can uh, remember that, you know, we can't do it alone. We can only do it with Jesus. And I think that's what Peter realized. When he went back to the place, when Jesus went back to meet him again, he said, Jesus, I I mean, I want to do it again. I want to start all over again. But this time I want to do it right. This time I want to do it close with you. Every single day of our lives, church—not just on Sunday mornings, not just on Wednesdays afternoons—every single day of our lives, since Monday through Sunday, since the, since the time we wake up until we go to sleep, we need to be committed to Jesus and follow Him. Because that's the only way. That's the only way we're going to be victorious. I want you to—I want to invite you to stand with me, and I just want to pray. you could bow your heads and close your eyes if any part of this message spoke to you i want to pray with you i want to pray for you because there was part of this message that, that spoke to me as i was reading it as i was studying it i want to follow jesus until he comes i want to be faithful and i know that you want to so I just wanted to pray for all of us if you feel like Peter you've been following or trying to follow Jesus from a distance and it's not working out for you, I want to invite you this morning to fully surrender and fully commit to the Lord Jesus Christ don't give him just part of your life, give everything Jesus He wants everything from you if that's you this morning, I just want to invite you to raise your hand. And I would like to pray for you. Amen. I see one hand. Praise God. God is good. He is faithful. He loves us. He cares for us. I want to pray for that person that raised their hand. Heavenly Father, we thank you because you are faithful to your word. I I believe that for that hand that was risen you came here specially for that person just like Peter just like you made that special mention of the name of Peter and you wanted to meet him again and I think that for this person you did exactly the same thing and I thank you Lord for your word and I pray that you will help this person I pray that you will give them the strength and I pray that you will help them to be faithful to you I pray that you will guide them every single day of their lives. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your love. And thank you for your mercy. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Thanks for tuning in to Primera Iglesia's weekly podcast. Join Pastor John Ryan Cantu every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. For directions or more information, visit us at PrimeraIglesia.org. We'll see you next time and hope you have a blessed week.